about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. And Messi is still a member. Well, not technically officially a member, but things haven't changed. We still got Messi. How you feeling, KBD? I'm, I'm feeling as good as I was yesterday. No pen to paper mm-hmm. yet, but it's it's there. So it'll be a while. Yeah, it'll be a July fifth. I think is the earliest it could happen. Yes, sir. But but feeling great. It, it's still a real thing. Woke up today, and I was like, you know what? It wasn't a dream. This is really going down. So I'm feeling yes. pretty good. And um, I, I guess we got on today because usually on Wednesdays we preview the upcoming game on Wednesdays, but because everything happened yesterday on Wednesday and we had an Open Cup game, we decided to just kind of get on before the Open Cup, talk about the messy news, and then we moved uh, the preview show over to Thursday. We're going to have Tommy two-time join us in a little bit to preview New England. But in the meantime, we are going to talk about that Open Cup game yesterday against uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So uh, I guess I'll go straight to you, Chris. We are in the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup. We beat Alabama, or sorry, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham, Birmingham Legion, right? Put some respect on the name. Everybody kept telling me. So what did you think about the game yesterday? Listen, and for those of you listening on audio, I'm just going to put the same classic Danny picture up of this bad boy hardware that we won in the Carolinas, this Carolina Cup mess. Everybody's talking about how this is going to be the first hardware that we possibly could win. I guess everybody's forgetting about that one. But when I was watching the game uh, in the first half, it was just generic, normal uh, inner Miami soccer. Um, it felt a little bit more pace, but like Birmingham, that's a that's a that's a team. That's a team. They got a soccer Supposedly. team out there in Alabama, which is crazy Supposedly. to me. Who's going to Alabama to play soccer, right? I mean, for well, sure, they should be kissing sisters supposedly they are a good squad uh i don't look i can't i'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that i know too much about them but everybody said that we did have to put some respect on them that they could go ahead and upset us so it and then with everything that went on throughout the day i was worried that the team might be a little distracted but like you said i mean it looked a lot like the same couldn't create in the final third you know uh you know just a, a lot of the same that we've seen all throughout the season and but then you start picturing somebody like Messi kind of controlling yeah. the middle of the field, right? There was a lot of open space that you felt like somebody with some uh with technicality tactical, right, could go ahead and kind of maneuver in those spaces and create things for other players. Somebody like a Pozuelo that we bring up, I feel like every other week, which we probably won't be bringing him up anymore in the near future, but somebody no. like him or somebody like, of course, the GOAT Messi, like you start seeing and imagining what could be when somebody like that comes on. But again, we look a lot of the same, but we pulled out the dub and we are now in the semifinals of the open cup, which is more importantly, more than just getting that, uh, that first hardware official hardware. Yeah. It's a ticket to the champions league, which is where everybody wants to be, right? That's where the big clubs play here in the Americas. And that's where you want to see Messi play. 
Yeah, and that's look, that's what we're striving for here, right? I mean, having this US Open Cup trophy, it's great, right? But but we're looking like way into the future. And and it's funny because we were looking way into the future in terms of what this tournament means to the organization even before Messi came, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not something that just popped up because now there's Messi all over the place with Inter Miami. I mean, this is something that we've been wanting for some time now. We've been trying to strive for. And as far as Pozuelo goes, it's not even not talking about him in the near future. Nobody's going to talk about that guy ever, ever. He yeah, is no, it, like what you mentioned. In a, he is like what you mentioned in a past podcast when I talked about chapters. That chapter is in and out and gone. Out of the yeah, history. You can skip books. that chapter, and, and you, you won't miss a beat if you skip that chapter because yeah. he was here for a couple months. Yes, he helped us make the playoffs, but ain't nobody talking about Pozuelo now. Um, yeah. What did you think about the performance yesterday and overall, though? Because, again, a lot of crosses. We did score on a cross. Was it was it Coco or Robbie Taylor that crossed it over to, uh, to Stefanelli? And um, and Stefanelli kind of hit it. I feel like he kind of missed the ball. Yeah, that's why he took that awkward yeah. bounce, which ended up working out for him. Uh, what did you think about which, the overall game? Which what's up, Steve? Steve chiming in in the chat. Don't um, which, uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the replay, but Joseph tried like a real ill scorpion. Yeah, he I tried that. like would, that scorpion. I would have preferred kick. that than what Stefanelli did. Yeah, that would have been yeah, yeah. fire. And so, I mean, look, Stefanelli, I think this is his second goal in this tournament. So I yes. guess this guy's like a U.S. Open Cup god because <laughs> he's he's yep. the only one scoring goals in this damn tournament. You know, and now that you brought up that Joseph Scorpion, I honestly think that we could have an ill highlight video of just Joseph acrobatics that never touched yeah. the ball. Because he's tried bicycle kicks where the ball doesn't get anywhere near him. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he's in that motion and stuff. He makes it look really sweet even if he doesn't contact he the does. ball. So I agree. It would have been nice. Now, Let's, what do you think uh, about the fact that the messy effect is already happening? And what do I mean by that? There was a clear penalty. Christoph, yes. the ball hit Christoph's hands. That should have been a penalty. But about the, the messy effect. That's it. It's the messy effect. The We're refs are bought. Already. That's it. It's over. It's over. Not only are we going to have a good team, but we got the reps on our side. It's over for you guys. We yeah. got it, and it, it already started in the U.S. Open Cup. What did you think about that call or non-call? I mean, listen, I, I can't hope that the Birmingham Legion got David Stern again. <laughs> you know, I mean, at this point, everybody here is getting is going to get David Stern, uh, and I'm good with it. Uh, look, let me tell you, like I said, Birmingham Legion, they got a soccer team out there. If there was like a pro rel system in MLS, I'm pretty sure that they could be contenders for that, right? And I only bring that up because obviously we're getting a lot of new fans who don't really understand MLS. Just so you guys know, there's no pro rel here, so relax, all right? Mm-hmm. And but if we did, Birmingham, Alabama would be a contender for a, a space in the MLS. That was a good game by them. The the, the ball just didn't bounce their way. Well, I, I will tell you, uh, Random Gak just commented, and he said, Drake, man of the match. And I agree because Drake not only was saving us by from the shots that Alabama, well, I keep saying Alabama, Birmingham was taking, but <laughs> Leo Campana Alabama, almost like scored. 
I know I should. Uh, but but Campana almost scored his own goal also. Like I wasn't sure what he was doing. That looked like a direct shot. Like it, it looked like it was on purpose the way I looked at the replay. I don't know what yeah. he was thinking. Was he trying to kick it out of bounds towards the left of the goal and just got the, the, the a bad angle on it? Like I was really confused, but thank God Drake and his fast reflexes got, got, got the, the save anyway. And man, Drake is standing on his head yet again. And we owe being not the worst team in MLS right now to Drake. I'll tell you what I really felt bad for in terms of what the players had to experience. All I heard the crowd say yesterday was uh, something to the effect of, you need Messi. I said, oh, my goodness. These Alabamians are going ham out there. Did they say? I didn't hear that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And if anybody else was watching in the chat, please kind of just co-sign what I said. Especially, I mean, there was a little kid that was just screaming his life away behind the, the announcers. But I'm telling you, the crowd did start saying you need Messi. I mean, that crowd was furious. Every time everybody somebody fell Messi. from everybody, every every time somebody fell on the ground, it looked like they were dying. And people were so pissed at that game because they soaked up so much time on the ground. Hmm. They, it gave us 10 minutes extra time at the end of the game. I was like, 10 minutes? I think it should have I, I thought more, that was a little odd. Really? Really? I, th- yeah, I, was, I was surprised I it, it was 10 more. minutes. Richard Greenberg from up north. Uh, welcome, sir, and thank you. Like everybody's, you know, I walked in to my job today and everybody kept congratulating me. Almost like I did something or I accomplished something. It was really yeah. weird. But everybody knows that I'm a diehard Inter Miami fan. So it was like, oh, yeah. congratulations. You got messy. Like if I was for him, Austin, I was like the one that did. You're the, the one the that ate the deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I accepted. Like, hey, thank you. Thank you. But I, it was really weird. I got congratulated quite a bit today. Um, yeah. But it, it's all it's all fun. It's all awesome. And I'm just it feels great. I mean, I'm sure that you're feeling it also. So oh, we yeah. are in the semifinals. And then uh, before, before we bring in a, a Tommy two-time, a couple things I, I wanted to touch on. Robbie Robinson, I think it's been reported now that he will be cut from the team. Um, I forgot who reported that. And then Victor Yoa was it was actually reported on our show yesterday by Franco. Yeah that he expects Victor Yoa to also be released from the team. So changes are already happening. Those are two names, Victor Ulloa, which is a uh, novela, telenovela star and all-time leading in games played for our franchise. He just reached that milestone recently. He's probably going to be gone. And Robbie Glassleg will also never suit up for us again. And, I mean, we wish the best for them. And, yes, a lot of people are also speculating that Nick Marsman About will probably Marsman. Because I mean, he's got a hefty contract, so and he he never plays. We have Drake, so but but uh, the question, but the question that I have is, and we don't got we don't got money, Matthew, in here. Uh, isn't there a penalty if we move him? If we move Marsman, isn't there going to be a penalty associated to that, or does it really not matter anymore? Like at this point, no. are we getting the LAFC uh, treatment? If, if you buy out his contract, I can't imagine why it would matter. But honestly, I, I, I'd I be lying to you if I told you any specifics on the MLS financial rules. I, yeah. I am really lost when it comes to those financial rules. All well, right, get so those guys we, out of here. We had those two guys, and Marsman might be coming up next. And, uh, and so I did want to ask a couple of things before we bring in uh, Tommy Two-Time. First, international break. Do you foresee any changes after this New England game when we're on international break? 
I think for sure there's going to be some players that are out of here. I think for sure there's going to be a couple players out of here. Those names that you just mentioned, I could see also, I mean, I don't know what the deal is with Jean Mota or Gregory, um, but if we decide to get somebody else in the meantime to replace, I don't know, like a, like a CDM, I could see one of those two also being released or something. The only change I see happening throughout at least the, the, the international break, I think Tata Martino, you, after Saturday's game, yeah. I think that talk starts heating up. Kind of like the Messi just from one day to another, all of a sudden just blew up. I honestly think that the Tata thing is going to start blowing up after Saturday also. So um, I, th that's the change I'm expecting there in international break. Gives you a week off. He can come in, work with the guys for a week. And uh, and Random Gag said Robbie was on the bench for the IMCF 2 Ooh, team today. that's a bad so, look. Uh, that's a I, I don't bad know. look. I don't know how accurate that is. But if he says that, I, I don't know. Does that mean that the reporting isn't 100%? I mean, I would expect even if he played today or was on the bench that it's probably still going to get released, but maybe it, it, it's, it's, what that it's means not official. Is, he was out there. What that means is Robbie Robinson might be playing for the Birmingham Legion pretty soon. That's what that means. So, now, and, I had and as a matter of fact, last, talking about talking about Tata, I think that at some point in, in, in one of our future podcasts, we should have Tommy one time on here so we could talk a little bit of Tata. Oh, for sure. With the Atlanta connection, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to touch on before we get Tommy in here. Um, so everybody knows the hottest ticket in town right now, July 21st. It's uh, the League's Cup first game. Tickets are ridiculously expensive. If you go on Ticketmaster, they're not even selling them right now. You have to buy them through resellers, yeah. which everybody's telling you not to do because they could just cancel it if they think they're going to get more money down the line. So yeah. that is the hottest ticket in town because everybody wants to see Messi's debut. Now, I was kind of thinking and I, I came with this thought and you tell me what you think Chris yeah I was thinking there's a possibility that there's going to be another hot ticket that nobody's talking about okay now if you think back to when we signed Pozuelo I want to say the game or two games I think it was the game before he got introduced during halftime of a regular season game the game before yeah when we got Joseph, before he debuted the first game of the season, he was formally introduced during halftime of that preseason game. Yeah. I think, and I haven't heard anything, right? This is just pure speculation. But if you guys want to take advantage of making a profit on a ticket, and I'm saying this because I already got my ticket, so I don't care. If you guys want to take advantage of this, that July 4th, Inter-Miami game at home is the last home game before July 21st. If they keep going with the way they've been doing it before, when they get a new player, they introduce them during halftime of the previous game, there's a solid chance that because he can officially sign on July 5th when the transfer window opens, that he might get introduced July 4th at halftime. And if they make that announcement that on July 4th, you can come to the stadium and see Messi formally introduced to the fans, the I will time. promise you that that will be a hot ticket that nobody yeah. seems to care about right now. But once that announcement is made, if it's made, again, it's pure speculation, maybe they won't introduce them to the fans before the July 21st. But if they do, I suggest you get your hands on some July 4th tickets because that might be a hot ticket.
But what All a right. correlation uh, on the Fourth of July, America, American soccer, mm-hmm. MLS taking him away from the international world. We got him. I think, yeah, we got him. America got yeah. him. And just real quick, no, we. Well, I don't think we're going to move to Hard Rock just because uh, the University of Miami Hurricanes play on Saturdays at Hard Rock, and that's when Inter Miami would play their games. So I don't think so. But anyway, let's turn our attention to Saturday. No Messi on Saturday, but we do have an opponent. We have the New England Revolution. We uh, we mollywopped them just a couple weeks ago, and uh, they're overrated. They haven't won a game since then. I'm saying all this before Tommy comes on screen. Uh, we, they haven't won a game since we beat their ass. Uh, so let's see how things go once we play them in New England this coming Saturday. So with that said, welcome, Tommy, to time. What's going on, Tommy? You're on mute, Tommy. Molly. There you go. Mo- say that again. Molly what? Molly Wops. <laughs> Molly Wops. Molly Wops. Molly Wops. Okay. You <laughs> First off, I, I, in my opinion, I, the only thing I care about to talk about today is Messi. But yeah, okay. you, you are curious. <laughs> we have to. That has to go on this weekend. I. You could just. Yeah. You could just put Messi out in the middle of Foxborough, and people would just show up to that. You know, you don't even need to For play. For sure. Um, you got lucky last time the refs played Miami. And if you, if you think otherwise, you're insane. Now, granted, Revs got off to a horrible start in that game. Lucky deflection goal, terrible five minutes. It was actually, it was actually the most critical that Bruce Arena has been of this team. I think this year as just cause he came out and just lambasted the way they just started so flat. But at the end of the day, you know, Noel Buck ties up the game about 10, 15 minutes later, and it gets called mm-hmm. back on a ridiculous offsides. And then Carlos Hill just that, – That was a beautiful play. Yes. He so, carved up our defense. So, I mean, New England, I thought, was probably – like, if, if, you, if you don't take away the Noel Buck goal – I think Carlos still finds a way. I think New England still finds a way to score. And that half completely shifts momentum-wise. Now, for the refs to give up a goal at the end of the first half with the Martinez goal, that's just that's a that's a killer for a team that I think just was run down at a certain point. Uh, especially with all the injuries and stuff that's been going on here with this team. So yeah, I, well, I let, let's put say, things in perspective. I though. would I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the revs are got molly whopped, you know. You, and, and I might, I'm, it might have been a bit, a bit of a hyperbolic oh, no, statement. No yes. kidding. I, I, Can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, I, I, yes, I of course. Say, I, I, yeah, go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I will say that you guys went from first when I started calling you guys overrated to you guys haven't won a game since then, or, or New England. I don't understand you guys. New England hasn't won a game yes. since then. So I mean, I feel like Miami. Went in, into your heart, turned it around, ripped it out, and you guys are just scrambling now because you can't win a game when you guys were first in the East. Injuries. This team's been killed oh, by injuries. But what you didn't see in Miami was Gustavo Bo. Hmm. And Gustavo Bo might be, a, and I would say more than likely, he's going to be available this weekend. I, I actually just saw him last night at a uh, community event. And, I mean, he looks like he, he was on the bench for uh last couple of games now. 
And I think this is the weekend they bring him back because it's a home game. He's more familiar with the turf and whatever. So you got to deal with the beast that is Gustavo Bo, who dominates at home. I mean, it's uh, he's. I, I don't have the exact numbers, and shame on me for not having him. But he, in one way or another, will find a way on the score sheet, whether it's through an assist, whether through a goal. So you have to deal with that this weekend. Um, well, we're a horrible I, road team, so I, I I I give you everything you're saying. Yeah. Believe me, I, I I believe it. Okay, so then, so 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 you so you're gonna get mollywop this weekend, is what you're saying? Yes, our, our best defender. We might. Our best defender, Kamal Miller, won't be playing because he got a red card in the sixth minute of last okay. week. Like nothing is looking good yeah. for us this coming week, but I, we we are gonna get to that. And I know it won't be a long preview because we've already previewed these two teams before a couple weeks ago, just recently. Yeah. So I, let's get into let's get onto the nitty gritty. I know what you want to talk about. Everybody yes. that, that that I've been talking to over the last twenty four hours. Well, wait, 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 I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to throw your show. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. All hot and horny to talk about Messi, but is there anything else you want to do <laughs> with uh, this weekend coming up? Well, I, I did want to ask a question. I did want to. Yeah. Are New England Rev fans really buying tickets, thinking that it's possible that Messi is going to make this trip with the team? No, uh, they oh, were okay, they, okay, because okay. 30,000 beforehand. People did call up. I, yeah. I talked to some people yesterday, and uh, people were calling the Rebs' offices asking if Messi was going to be there uh, Saturday. So, yeah. I, I mean, the intrigue is there, like you know, yeah. yes, people in Boston on the periphery know what you know that that know what the Rebs are and know what MLS is, know who Messi is, you know, that's, that's right. the one. Yeah. Universal thing. Everybody knows who Messi is. So the second that get announced, and then the Revs were able to promote. Oh, by the way, we have Miami coming to town this weekend. Kind of not necessarily promoting Messi coming to town, but kind of putting it in everybody's mind. They're like, fishing. They know they're what fishing. they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they probably picked up a few tickets in in, in the process. So, yeah. um, you know, hey, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great atmosphere. Regardless, I think the fact that I mean, and, and here's the thing: it's gonna be a big viewing night. Um, yeah, people in general will tune in just to see what is being said. Like, I think, I think people will, people will want to know what is, has anybody in Miami's front office said anything, you know, as, as, uh, you know, Bruce Arena said anything about it, you know, nobody's really, uh, heard from him. Uh, he, he wasn't on any media calls today cause he's at a uh, hall of fame, you know, ceremony. So there's so many storylines coming into the weekend that uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game regardless. And I think a lot of people know. Messi's not going to be there, but they're still going to watch it because, you know, this is this it's is an anticipation anywhere in the world right now. They, there's there's yeah. no team that has more social media followers than Inter Miami. <laughs> like, yeah, what? and it happened overnight. It did happen yeah. overnight. Six hours. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the and it, the, it and the crazy and the crazy part is is that people are are watching in anticipation to see the kind of people that are playing around Messi. Or the kind of players that are gonna be playing around Messi. Yeah, you guys are talking about, you know, is is, is MLS gonna give Miami a penalty? Congratulations, you're LAFC East now. Okay, <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. Everything we're is gonna better be than them. We're better than them. You know, you might them. be at the end of it if you got Angel Di Maria coming in to, to to team up with Messi. You really might have something special there. We, you, we are the most valuable sure. club in MLS now, officially. These these MLS roster, these MLS roster rules need to be blown up. Period. Okay. Well, I thank you. That's what I was gonna. I was. That was the first question I was gonna ask you. What they, do you think is are gonna be the, the follow up now that Messi's here? I, well, I think, to what extent? 
you know, I talked to Chris Whittingham from uh, – he used to be on Dan Lebitard's show. He's play-by-play announcer for MLS Season Pass. And yep. he was on my show today, and that's going to drop this weekend. And the thing that he had brought up was that when Beckham came into the league, it opened up the designated player world. Like, that's when yeah. designated players started yeah. uh, under him. And then that's, you know, that then that was the evolution of that was Tam and Gam. So that all came under the Beckham era. Who knows what's going to happen in the Messi era? I don't think you can, I don't think it, you can leer it for, for hardcore MLS fans, for people that follow the league day in and day out, you guys are getting away with murder right now. It's actually, it's, it's really amazing. Two years ago, you get slapped with sanctions for breaking MLS roster rules for trying to build a super team. And for what it's worth, I respected it because that's what you want. You want Miami of course, to be of course. markets and you want to see ambition. And Miami is ambitious. So that was that was good. I think everybody should have respected that. And then MLS came in and said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't load up on designated players and the best players in the world. And we're going to slap you, David Beckham, even though you're investing all this money into building this team, we're going to slap you and reprimand you. Fast forward a couple of years now, and now MLS is crafting deals with Apple and Adidas to bring in the most recognized player in the world. So the roster rules are garbage now. MLS is it's it, it has and granted, everybody should want Miami to be successful. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you can't hold this high moral ground of roster rules and only three designated players and all this garbage, and then all of a sudden, you know, because it's convenient for you because it's your best market in the country, arguably, uh, for for soccer. Now you want to load. Now you want to load them up because it because it's messy. Yeah. Like this, so now we, so now you know what the the only having three designated players on a roster, BS. Blow it all up, load up these teams, screw the salary cap. There's no point. You're no. There is a point. No, there is a point. There is a point, and I, and I'm gonna tell you what that point is. I think the draw to MLS outside when you when you compare them to European leagues is that we have, for the most part. Uh, a balanced league. Yes, I understand that there are some teams that are better than others, but for the most part, because you can only have three DB players, for the most part, it's a lot more balanced than you'll ever see the EPL. Then you'll a lot see more La competitive. Liga. Yeah, then the then the the, the the France league. I forgot what it is, League One or whatever the hell. Like or, or Bundesliga, where Bayern Munich has won it. What was it? Was it like twelve or eighteen times in Miami and plays with Messi? Is that balanced with Joseph Martinez on this roster? If, if he fits in the three DP spots, is yes. that balanced? Is that yes, balanced? yes, because he fits into the three DPs. Everybody's allowed three DPs, so if he fits into one of those spots, why not? So that's my point. Now I do think they should give us a fourth DP, but yes. I, I like that they, they have these restrictions. Everybody's like, no, get rid of the salary. Once you get rid of the salary cap, and then the big markets get to just start bringing in everybody, then we become La Liga. Liga. We become EPL. And I, 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 although I probably am going to be rooting for one of the good teams, so like it, I, I shouldn't care, I kind of like the parody. I like the fact that Real Salt Lake might one year just random compete. He's got the best player in the world who's going to get the players that he wants. He's like, if, okay. if he wants but, to but that's for the next two or three years. Players, he's going to be able to do that. Look, you, the Galaxy right now, worst team in, in soccer right now, in MLS. Yeah. 
I honestly believe there's a good chance that they land Ronaldo next season. I do think that he's going to end up on LA Galaxy. And they go from worse to much better because other players are going to come play with him. But they're not going to load up an all-star roster. They'll add three DP players, some solid players. And all of a sudden, they don't dominate. But now they're competitive. I like the parity in this league. And I a lot of European uh, snobs like, oh, but EPL is the best. La Liga is the best. Then you ask them what teams they root for. They root for the top six teams in, in EPL. They root for the top three teams in La Liga. They don't root for... West Brom or or Crystal Palace, they don't root for those teams. They don't care about parity because they don't live over there. We live in this yeah. country. We like parity. We like every team to have an a chance. Everybody likes like the underdog. System. And we and that's why we like the playoff system to give everybody a chance. So I, I, I'm with the whole keeping three. I, I would like four DPS, but I'm with those rules. If you get rid of the salary cap, forget about it. We're gonna just start molly whopping everybody. It'll be us, LAFC, and what other big market is gonna Galaxy. That's what it is no, now. No, no, yes, LAFC. I don't know what they're doing. Look at Philly. Philly has the best teams. Yeah, uh, no. What do you mean? After Messi, who's our best player right now? <laughs> Joseph Martinez. Come on, now yeah. you can't say it that we're LAFC to. East. Joseph. Yeah, but you put Fat Joseph. Messi. That's a that, that's a that's 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 a unbelievable. Maybe, st- maybe, but we don't know. We don't. We don't know. We have to see it to believe it. I, I would. Not every to team see is Campana, a Philly. Honestly. I would prefer to see Campana instead of Joseph, honestly, starting at strike. All right, but even if it doesn't work with Martinez, they blow the whole roster up. They could start it from scratch, and it's still, you know. But they'll have only three DPs to work with, which is what I like. And then maybe you get a Busquets, who's, who's, who's way past his prime. I don't even want him, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, you know, supposedly he's going to come over in, in a TAM deal. So all of a sudden you have another name. So I'd be like, oh, God, look at these guys. They're loading up. They got Busquets. That guy's old as shit. I don't want that guy. But I'll take him. I'll take him. I mean, if that's what Messi wants, sure. But I, I, what what could happen is that Miami could probably create an all-star team. They probably had the money for it. But then I, I know what you're saying. Probably. But who's really who's who's really predicting Miami to win the championship this year, even after Messi? It's Most not even people about aren't predicting that this year. It's not even about winning the championship this year. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, honestly, I'd be. I'm shocked that if if Messi actually plays this year, I'd be shocked. Like that, you know, they're talking about Messi. Not, that, not oh, yeah, that I know anything, but I thought I read yesterday that he's not playing till 2024. Like I saw people. No, yeah, no, he's, yeah. not, no, he's July 21st. No, what, there was a misunderstanding there. A, a lot of the because everybody's saying next that, season, right? Next season, but it's because it, in Europe all the seasons start in August or, or end of July. So when they automatically think like, oh, he's going to start playing in July or August next season. So it's, it, it was just a they don't understand it's within the same season. Yeah, right, okay. we're we're still in the second half of our seasons, but yeah, he's he's gonna be playing in July. July twenty first is probably. Yeah, he's well, be. yeah I, I still think there's there's a lot that they still need to tell everybody. Like there's still a lot of you know missing. There's still a lot of stuff in the background that's in the smoke right now. It's like you said. I mean, he's getting a deal. He's gonna be getting percentages from Apple. He's gonna be getting percentages from Adidas. Uh, he's gonna be getting percentages off of jersey sales. I imagine that there's gonna be a slew of corporate sponsorships that he's going to be a part of that's going to make up for the money lost if he would have gone to like Saudi Arabia. But I mean, at the end of the day, this is the best deal for Messi. Yeah. And, and I, I was talking to my co-host about this the other day. There's a good chance Ronaldo and Messi talked and Ronaldo told Messi, Hey, the Saudi Arabia thing, don't, don't do it. It's not worth it. 
Well, I, I want to mention something because I've been telling other people as well. Uh, you know, everybody was saying, well, he should have gone to Saudi Arabia, get the most money, get that bag. But when's the last thing that you've heard about Cristiano Ronaldo in the past couple months? It's like, just, where can I even where can I even watch him play? You know? Yeah, exactly. Nobody, there's no real TV deal with it. Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody cares yeah. about it. This would be, I mean, it doesn't it it doesn't compare, especially yeah. when you when you include Apple into it on a global scale. Like yes. that's that's the game changer. Like the yes, fact that he's going to get money globally for people that sign up to watch this league. Now, granted, people better sign up. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know, right. So but, but I, I think people will. They're, they're not selling his uh, his jersey yet, right? And you're not allowed to customize it either. Like you, If you go on and you put Messi number 10, it yeah. comes up with an error message. Reason being, he's supposed to get a cut from his jersey sales. Yeah. Like that's a deal with Adidas. If he starts, if they start letting people customize it, he's not going to get that. So they have to wait until it's official and they can sell it so that he can get a cut out of those those sales. And that's why it's not, right. not a lot of customizers. No, but I know a lot of people that have. There's a lot of people that already have the Messi 10 jersey. Yes. This, because yes. this story has been lingering for years. So Listen, there's and, tons and, of people that have the jersey already. And in Miami, you can just uh, you can achieve anything over here. Like, there's stores <laughs> out here that are in dungeons that you can be able to get jerseys Messi 10 on. This is going to be a great deal for him. And Apple, I mean, think about how people how people are going crazy for tickets right now, Danny. So I don't I don't see Apple not getting subscribers to subscribe to their MLS package. Oh, no, I, I don't see I, that. I agree. And I think it's a very smart thing that MLS did. And, and Apple also, the way that they got together, because if this was obviously in the works for a long time, no guarantee, but this is what they wanted. It's it's crazy that somebody in the Philippines that wants to watch Messi can literally just get on their phone, have the, the I mean, I, I don't know how much five dollars is in the Philippines, but Go ahead, pay the five dollar subscription or whatever it is a month, and watch Messi at will. Like I think it's genius, and I, I the, think that they're going to get plenty of prescri- uh, subscriptions. This this comment by Carlos is on the money right here, talking about yeah, how Saudi Arabia money, while huge, is short money. Inter Miami MLS money's legacy, long term money, which will likely dwarf what he would have gotten in Saudi. And, and we're talking about adding to his legacy, no, Tommy? Yeah, and you know I think. It's going to be a – not to get political, but I think there is going to be a coming-to-Jesus moment at some point with Saudi Arabia. I think a lot yeah. of this stuff is sports washing. I think there's a lot of stuff that leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. And I don't yeah. know – unless Saudi Arabia just keeps throwing money at everybody and these owners just look the other way and then, you know, we just got to put up with it. But they, like you said, you know, nobody's watching Cristiano Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia. Nobody gives a crap. They're going to care about, you know, watching messy games, you know, long beyond this. And then, you know, I think it's just, I mean, America, right? You know, all these kids that live in South America that are watching Messi now, playing in the United States, playing, uh, you know, Miami, a thriving city like Miami and living in an area like South Florida. I mean, come on. I mean, what kid wouldn't want to do that? Argentina building their training facility in Miami for a reason. You know, there's, you know, there is a, the, the, the stepping stone to playing for the best teams in the world now don't need to go through Central America, South America. You can, you don't have to go to Brazil anymore, you know, or. Oh, this is the bridge. 
this MLS is now that bridge, you know, MLS mm -hmm. is now that launching pad for a lot of people. And I think the messy deal helps solidify those really big names that are, you know, cause, cause I don't, I don't, I don't think you necessarily need to like in here in new England, the revs have gone with younger DPs as, that they've brought in. Like, you know, they, they brought in Adam Buxa, they brought in Dylan Barrero, they brought in, um, you know, Giacomo Vrioni. So they've, they, they don't necessarily go for the big names. They go for those guys that are looking for larger, uh, George A. Petrovich is not a designated player, but you know, they saw a lot of potential guys that are looking for a larger carbon foot, footprint in, in the European game. So, you know, the big markets will get those big names, but a lot of these younger kids that are coming from those big systems around the world, they're going to use MLS now opposed to going to, you know, a Belgium or a, a Mexico, whatever. And, and I have a question. I have a question for you. Well, uh, let me just ask real quick, Danny. I have a question for you, Tommy, because now that now that MLS has Messi, how far in the future do you think it will take for us to be that league where we're top five all over the world and top talent will come to MLS? I think Steve I th is on the chat and he's going to he's going to have a fit listening to this. I think we're in the top if we're not in the top five now, we're close. No, we're not in top five now. No, we can't be. I mean, but we're close. I do agree with that. We are close. So, so let's so let's obviously Premier League mm -hmm. one, La Liga two, Bundesliga. Okay, so those are they're in their own world. Those are right. those in their own world. Right, but Serie A with is the Italian league, uh, which they're going to be fourth, well, and then well, well, look at the structure of the Italian league. Financially, it's well, been corrupt, and you've had a lot of problems in italy you know in general and i think american but, soccer is a better structure and i think it's been proven to be a more sustainable structure than italy i mean you can look just at their national team for that well, i mean look they have a club that's literally in the champions league a final this this weekend so I, I would say italian league is fourth the one league that i think we can eventually eventually overtake is the french league i think the french league is crap and, and, yeah, and I was going back and forth with, with well, a bunch of people heavy. today. But it was top heavy too. No, no, I, I no, I think the Italian league is 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 solid up there. I think those are the top four, but that French league, league one, I think. Went outside of Inter Milan, Milan. No, and no, no but, who else has done but, but there, but that's the thing. There is yeah, there is it, no parity. There is no parity in Europe, though. That's always been my point. That there is no parity, and everybody's like pro rel, pro rel, pro rel. You okay, guys so, say so that because that, you don't root so for any that, teams that ever get relegated. Conversation. I'm sorry. I said, doesn't that the fact that there is more parity in MLS and there is a lack of, and you're pointing out the lack of parity in Europe, doesn't that make MLS a better league? Well, that that was my point today because I was having this debate, and I think you and I are kind of arguing the same point. It's just that I think that you're saying that we're almost there already, and I'm saying we'll eventually get there. Because I don't think we're there right now. I, I I really don't. But I think we can get there within the next decade. I think if more big players start coming and people start realizing, hey, it's kind of fun to watch a league that has parity instead of watching the same three teams beat each other up every year. I think that that could lend itself for us to be a top seven, six, maybe even one day five league in, uh, league in the world. But a lot of people are saying, no, it's impossible. It's not impossible. Look at the size of this country. If this sport starts to grow any more, 
we have so many people in this country. We're going to get some good soccer players. We're going to have top academies, top training facilities. Don't tell me that within the next 10 years, if this sport to, continues to grow, and with the Messi and the World Cup coming here, if, if it keeps growing exponentially like I feel it is, this country can become a soccer powerhouse eventually if it keeps growing the way it is. But I think that's what he's saying. Do you think we're a better country than Mexico? Do you think we're better than Mexico? Yes, but uh, not a lot of people agree with me, but yes. Do you think Mexico is better than Italy? No. No way. No, 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 no. No, no. To me, and I mean, you could disagree, obviously, but to me, the top four, for me, are clear. It's EPL, La Liga, Bundesliga, and and, uh, and Serie A. Those, to me are untouchable for a very long time. Eventually, other leagues can catch up, but to me, those are top four. Now, everybody throws that French league in there. I, I don't see it. I, I really yeah, don't. Yeah, There's a reason why right? PSG always got Maliwap when they went into the Champions League because they never played against good competition during the regular season. As soon as they ran into a real team in Champions League, they'd get knocked out. And but so I just don't see it. I think you're leaving out Portugal too, right? Portugal's another one. That's another yeah. good Okay, so that's six. What, what I'm saying is... I, I don't think MLS is there yet. I don't think it's it's necessarily near there either. But I think it can be. I, I would say it's top 10. It's a top 10 league in the world. But look who's getting exported now from America. And look at the price tag of what they're going for. Like, George A. Petrovich is going to leave New England this year, and he's probably going to go for $11 million. Noel Buck is going to leave New England at some point, either at the end of this year or at some point in the middle of next year. He's going to go for 4 or $5 million. So... I think you have to look at the transfer transfer market values of when guys are getting moved and what they're going for and compare that to what the rest of the world is doing. And then you'll see where MLS ranks, I think. And that's and that and that I can is see a, that. And then that is an indication of, in my opinion, how you match up against the other big leagues, like Brendan Aronson. Um, you know, uh who, who else? I mean, Miguel Almiron. Um just Think of the right. guys that keep on getting moved out of MLS and even USL, like you know, no, not USL, but like American Almada, Almada here in Atlanta this year is going to get moved over for a big dollar amount. But yeah. I think, I think the biggest question is, what does everybody consider being a top league? Is it entertainment? Think, is it viewership? Like that, I think that's where the the biggest question is. Like, how do you determine that it's a top five league? Because it's basically based on opinion, then all the European snobs are just going to keep saying that MLS will never be there. But if we have something that tells us, okay, it's viewership, I think it'll eventually be there. If it's entertainment, I think it's already there because at least we have some parity. So uh, it, it all depends on what everybody classifies as it being top five league. And I'm sure that there's a way that, that, that like FIFA somehow ranks them, but I, I don't know what it is exactly. Yeah, I guess it's it's probably not a top five league at the end of the day, but I do think it's close. I do think it's a I bigger it's feeder 10. league. I think I, I think it might could even be top seven. You know, I, I like I said, it's I think it's it's close. It's to arguable that for sure. Yes, realize because of the and guess what? Our billionaires now that they're interested in soccer have more money to spend than European owners. I go back to Giacomo Rioni's agent earlier this year talking to Italian media and saying, hey. We're falling behind. Their facilities are ahead of us. Their uh, entire, like, American, like, um, um, the American structure, like, entertainment value, ratings, revenue, that's one thing. 
All right, you can you can mark that as one big category. But in terms of what players are looking for, MLS provides that more than any other European club does right now. Like if you play for a top club in the world, yeah, if you're playing for Chelsea, you're playing at the top facilities in the world. Manchester City, yeah. United, you're playing at the nicest facilities under the best conditions in the world. But if you're playing for a QPR, if you're playing for a Fiorentina, if you're playing for a Sevilla or and you have to you're playing in a garage. You're playing in, yeah, in yeah. the budget is wildly different because they're not yeah. making the money that the top five teams in those top heavy team and top heavy leagues are making. So now you as MLS, because you have billionaires that have unlimited amounts of money to spend on sports, build these unbelievable facilities that these players can come to get better at. Maybe it's not the most beautiful soccer in the world at times, but it's where these guys can get better. Yeah. Right. But I think that, if, if I had to start a franchise anywhere in the world, it doesn't matter. And I and I like, oh, go ahead, choose a small club where you can get some good players out of. You're right. I might go to Spain and get some players out of Sevilla. They 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 got some ballers there. That, that's that usually when somebody balls out there, they end up in Barcelona or Real Madrid. Like I, I understand why people say that MLS isn't there yet. And and I'm not gonna argue that. My argument was earlier today, and it has always been that I think it can eventually get there. And I think that people that say it will never get there and they say it with such certainty are very short-sighted because they don't see what's right in front of them. I think it's further along than you're giving it credit for. Okay. So maybe that, I'm exaggerating. You and I. Maybe I'm exaggerating here, but you don't think that it could it can get there by the time that the next World Cup comes? No, no, no. That's in two years, three years. Probably after it, probably after it, because Maybe after. again, it's it, the money invest. I, like I think, the quicker you get Messi out on the field to bring it back to Messi, the quicker it is going to be to see like okay, how is going to ignite? How is this? How how does this have a ripple effect on everything else to quali- to help grow MLS to the point that it qualifies to what you're trying to find as what is it defined as a top five? league in in the world so the quicker you get that process going the quicker we get that answer of figuring out how mls matches up against all those other leagues again and and the other that's the other thing too if those other leagues had something really to offer messi would be there yeah i mean he's not gonna play in the premier league because you know he's he's not gonna get the crap kicked out of him um yeah it's a very physical league but we're a physical league also La Liga, they don't got the money to pay him. He wants to get the hell out of France. Um, mm-hmm. I think he see I, France I think- sucks. That league sucks, Steve. That French league sucks. So wait, do you, do you put the French league above the Italian league? I mean, the Italian yeah. league above the French league? Yes, hundred percent. That's amazing. Inter Milan, AC Milan, yeah, for sure. I think that I think that the French league from is a probably standpoint, yes, but from a current standpoint. Yeah, Napoli, Juventus. Oh my God, who who does French have? They have, uh, they have PSG, they have Monaco. I um, uh, I'm, I'm slipping here on the spot, but yeah, I, I don't take the, I don't I don't take the French league seriously at all. And uh, and Steve, as you can tell, he's he's a big Inter fan, uh, Inter Milan. That is, so you can see that's why he would say Serie A is a top three. Uh, I mean, I guess some people say that it's better than Bundesliga, but yeah, um. I, I think that it could be a, a top five or six league, 
but I I see it in the next ten years. I Isn't there another team there that's good called like Versailles or Marseilles? Yeah, in the French. Yeah, that that's. I'm not. I'm not it's not necessarily like. It's 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 more. I guess my thing is with with Italy is like, I I don't know. I think it's like. You don't hear people talking about going to Italy. Like you don't hear about the super teams of like what they were in the mid two thousands. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's 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 it feels like it's a different thing with 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 Italy in general. Leon is another one too. Yeah, I I I um like like I said, I think that just saying that it could never happen is what bothers me because I think in the next 10 years, it's a possibility. Will it happen? I don't know. But to yeah. say that it can't happen, I think is what bothers me. And no, I, I don't think that it's there right now or, or close, not, not really. I think it could be top 10 right now. I think that that I think that, that debate can be had, that it is top 10 right now. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, so um, this, this, this Italy talk threw me off. I um, did not mean to throw you off. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no all good. <laughs> all good. Um, well, it's a shame so we guess... can't have Messi when we play New England. That's for sure. Not for sure. Because that, no, that would definitely. <laughs> Tommy, uh, my understanding is that yesterday, <clears throat> in the process of Messi signing, you started hating Miami and all Miami ins. What happened yesterday, Tommy, that you started hating? <laughs> Miami and the 305 as a whole. Was it the fact that the Panthers knocked out the Bruins, that the Heat knocked out the Celtics, that that the Inter Miami ruined New England Revolution's season? Like, is that what happened, or what is it he that, has no that happened for yesterday? Sports. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> What's going on, Tommy? You know, it didn't hurt my feelings that the Bruins lost. It was more fun for me. Didn't I mean? I, I did lose money on the Celtics, uh, so that wasn't fun. Uh, it'd be nice if they could have hit some threes in Miami for Game Six. That would have been. I would have been a couple hundred dollars richer that weekend. Um, and I, what I, I, I. This goes back to uh, something one of Dan Lebertard's old producers said yesterday, talking about how great Jorge Moss is. And apparently Jorge Moss represents all of Miami. Apparently he's the most popular person in all of South Beach. I had no idea. Yesterday he was. Wheels. Yesterday he became the most popular. He's a cult icon in that area, I guess, because he is – Beloved, and the fact that I dare dare challenge the idea that uh, I don't think necessarily Miami mattered at all as much as Apple and MLS throwing their weight into the messy deal. Like I thought there was a mm-hmm. lot of credit being given to Jorge Mas yesterday, uh, and well, I Twitter was on fire right against Twitter anyone. Fire. Twitter was on fire, but you know specifically this tweet about you know, how Jorge Moss landed this deal. And to be honest, from the outside looking in, and obviously, you know, you guys have a better perspective being down in the Miami area. I think Jorge Moss means nothing to us. You know, from the outside looking in, when we think what brought Messi to Miami, it's Apple and it's MLS. If there's no Apple and MLS or Adidas, there's no Messi in Miami. 
I don't think Jorge Mas made any difference. Now, you know, again, I had this. Yeah, but that, that's like saying, that's like saying if Man City didn't have the all that money they're getting from the Middle East, then you know they wouldn't have gotten Halan. Well, obviously, I mean that that's just how it goes. Inter Miami was the place where Messi originally lives, and Jorge Mas has been on it. Jorge Mas was in a suite with Messi's, I don't know, his, his family and like his his group during the World Cup final. Once I saw Jorge Mas in that little suite area with, that shows with all that Messi's people, in. I was like, this guy is working, and this might actually happen. Why else would he be there in the World Cup final with his family and friends and everybody in that suite? Like, I don't know how he got in, but credit to him for getting in. Because I think that that played a big part. Because if if he wasn't involved in the inner workings, he wouldn't have been in that suite. Because my understanding is they don't they, they don't go far back. Like they, they don't have a friendship that dates back ten years. Well, that's the bridge that David Beckham built basically for him. Hmm. But he used that bridge and he worked. I, w- it. I wouldn't give David Beckham any credit. You wouldn't give Beckham any credit. Oh, I got this is all for him. I would give him more. I would give him more credit. David Beckham paid $25 million first Jorge time. Jorge Mas might be the thing. most holy person in Miami since Mother Teresa. David Beckham hasn't shown his face here since, I think, before the season started. Yeah, at least Jorge Mas always... shows up every game. Like, yeah. Jorge Mas is here every that game. Is true. David, David Beckham, instead of coming to our games, is out there. I don't even know what the hell he's doing. He's attending, like, Mark Anthony weddings the last time he was in town. I, like, he doesn't care about the team. Like, obviously, he's a businessman, and I don't blame him. Owners don't necessarily always go to the games. But at least Jorge Ma shows his face often. David Beckham never shows his face. So, I, I mean, I, I, if I had to give one of them credit, one or the other, I'm sure Beckham also had something to do with it. I'm sure he has a relationship with Messi. But if I had to choose one to give credit to, I would give it to Jorge Mas. But if you got to choose between Jorge Mas, Apple, and Adidas. Oh, but look at what you're bringing into the party. Like, when but Jorge that's, Mas. But that's the difference maker. Now, if Jorge Mas is the guy that absolutely goes out there and convinces Apple and Adidas to throw all this money into Messi, then that's one thing. But if there's no Apple and Adidas, then there's no Miami as a as a contender like it doesn't matter how much the money that jorge moss can thrown at miami uh messy I, I i i agree with what you're saying but i want to say it was 2017 or, or 2018 that miami kept pushing to get a team and david beckham was trying to find somebody to get get with him and they couldn't find anybody until jorge moss got everybody keeps on doing this why does this keep happening Every because, single time I ask about Messi and, and Jorge Mas, it goes back to, well, Jorge Mas back in 2017 saved Inter-Miami. That's nothing okay. to what we're talking. You and Chris okay. Whitting, it's, it's everybody. Okay, okay, but, but, but. It is factual, though. But, okay, but, okay. So, does Messi come to play for the USL Miami FC if Inter-Miami doesn't exist? No. So, Inter-Miami needs to exist. For Messi to come play here, and Inter Miami doesn't exist in Miami if Jorge Mas doesn't step in. Therefore, Jorge Mas gets some credit for bringing a team to Miami because this is not even an option because there would be no team in Miami if Jorge Mas doesn't step in because the person that was supposed to and I, I forget the person's name, but he backed out. And then again, it was like, oh shit, this is gonna fall through again. And then Jorge Mas, I don't know why the hell he stepped in. I appreciate that he did. He has Miami ties. I think he was born in Miami. 
but he has he businesses in. here in Miami. And, yep. and I think he has ties to UM also. I think I saw uh, Steve put that yeah, in there. But, that's, that's, that's what I also learned this week. Too. So, so I, I do believe that I understand what you're saying that that happened six years ago. And, but <laughs> if he doesn't help bring that team to Miami right now, all we have is Miami FC in the USL. And we have no chance of getting messy. Hell, we don't even get Higuain at that point. So I, I, I give Jorge Mas credit for helping us bring a team to Miami. He does have to get he does have to get credit. Come on, Tommy. Tupac. Yeah, he gets credit, but I don't I don't think it's like Jorge Mas landed this deal. No, Apple landed this deal at the end of the day. Adidas well, landed this deal yes, at the end. I, of the I, I agree that it was a partnership. Yes, it was a partnership I, for sure. Is, is Jorge Mas a, a, a mover and shaker behind the scenes? Sure. But the people that are that get the credit at the end of the day, the, the people that have their faces that everybody's going to remember, Apple and Adidas. And if those two things don't exist, then we're not here today talking about Messi. We're spending 40 minutes trying to figure out why the Revs are playing with only one designated player on their starting 11 right now, which I could care less to talk about. Well, I think that I think the part that you're frustrated at is the fact that people are putting Jorge Mas on this pedestal above Apple and Adidas. I mean, I think that it just takes the effort from Jorge Mas to be able to because, make because I think happen. Miami was a mess of an organization for the most part before Apple and Adidas decided to swoop in. Like it wasn't the most like you guys had a you have a nice little thing down there in Miami, but you know you had to swindle We're three some years out. in. You had, to swindle some, you had to swindle politicians and use the revolution to sell your damn stadium down there in uh, Miami Gardens. Because he, he said, oh, yeah, the Revs are going to get their stadium. Yes, yeah, so that's why we got to build our stadium down here in Miami. Guess what? We, they never got the stadium up here. <laughs> so he used the revolution. He lied to, to, to pu push the Miami deal. Maybe, okay, lie might be a strong word. But he, he fabricated and maybe uh, – exaggerated on how far along the revs were in their own stadium processes. Uh, I mean, I, but a, a lot of business deals are, are, are joint ventures. Like it's not just us that got this for, for Messi. I mean, I don't my head, I guess I'm trying to be a realist about the situation. Yeah. Like I, I think so, that, I think that's where people are getting offended because this guy is this wonderful. Cause again, apparently you guys had nothing else down there forever. Cause dolphins suck. The Panthers, okay, the Panthers years, he finally got something. Uh, the Marlins are miserable. Uh, the Miami Heat, well, okay. The Marlins are good this year, actually, but okay. They're it's doing all right. They're a miserable organization, okay? It's terrible. And they got a new ballpark that was paid for by tax money. Yes, and this one will be paid for by tax money, too. <laughs> no, no. There was a lot of discussion made that it wasn't going to be paid by tax money. It's a it's a well, big, that's a big difference from the ballpark. Uh, how are New England fans feeling about the fact that Messi will probably never play in Gillette Stadium? It'll be interesting. I, listen, I, I what I found out is that grass needs to be laid out at Gillette Stadium by 2025. So for the World Cup, the World Cup. Yeah. so he should be up here by 2025 at the latest. Uh, the Reds will still see him at some point. Like they'll play, uh, yeah, right Miami, down here, you know. So and we have, there's a bunch of people that get the hell out of here for nine months out of the year to go uh, escape to the paradise that is Southern Florida. So it's not that mm -hmm. far away if people want to go take their uh, winter home and stay a couple of days and 
drive down to to go see Messi. I, I listen. I think I think it's gonna. He'll be here. He'll be here for sure. Messi has to go to the top markets. He has to come here. He has to go to New York. He has to go to Los Angeles. He has to go to. I think he has to go to St. Chicago. Louis, Chicago. Chicago. So he has to. If, I don't know if you guys have St. Louis on the on the back end of the the schedule here. It's the game before. Yeah, they play July fifteenth, and everybody's expecting him to make their debut at home July twenty first. Those July fifteenth St. Louis tickets, because there's a chance that he would be available for that game, or like the cheapest ticket is like nine hundred dollars, thousand dollars. Even if he's there and waving, like he just needs to be doing that. Yeah. He just need, he yeah. needs, I'm serious. That's what they did. But that's what they did with Beckham. That's what they did with yeah. Beckham. You think he'll he'll yeah. do that here next year, maybe, or maybe he plays on turf. Maybe he says, "All right, let me see what this crazy thing turf is." I don't see that. that. I mean, that that could be possible. Yeah, I would hope yes. not. Maybe he'll scoop. Maybe he'll be subbed on like the 90th minute to play like the five extra minutes or something. Because <laughs> I would hate to see him playing on there and take any risk. Um, yeah. all right. So, Tommy, uh, just in general, what were the talks about Messi around the fan base? Just because I mean we already covered what what is the outside thinking? Because outside yeah. of you hating Miamians and Jorge Mas, we don't know what other people are thinking. I think it's still setting in on people. It's it's messy. Yeah, everybody loves this. Nobody doesn't love this. Nobody doesn't love this. Me, the super critical person that has a radio show that enjoys stirring up the pot every now and then, will find little things to poke at and uh, harass you for 45 minutes on your podcast. Uh, but everybody loves it. And there's there's no reason not to love this. Everybody's right. excited. I mean, be like, you know, the buzz up here is that they're calling the revolution offices and asking if Messi's playing this weekend. Yeah, that's so, insane. So, so that's that's where we are. Like that's, and that's and that's what we've been building for for 15 years now. Now the now we have to carry that momentum in a market like New England, where there's been a historic shunning of New England soccer. People are going to watch it now because of the intrigue. Everybody else benefits. Everybody benefits. Uh, and we had a, an episode yesterday. We asked everybody the same question. So I'm kind of curious to see what your take is. Messi's here July 21st, probably his first game for League's Cup. And we're assuming that we'll probably get a Busquets for the TAM deal, maybe another DP, right, to fill in the three DP spots. From the outsider's perspective, what would be, do you think, a successful season for Inter-Miami? And what would be a failure for Inter-Miami? Uh... Say the question again. Sorry. No, sorry. Uh, we're getting into uh, Messi July 21st, probably first game of the League's Cup. Yeah. With it, Messi coming in, probably bringing over Busquets as a TAM deal and maybe another DP. What do you think would be considered a successful season for Miami? And what do you think would be a failure of a season for Miami? There is no failure. You guys already succeeded. I'm serious. There, there, no, There mean, is no failure. How, how is – I mean – I, I think the, the, everything else is just. I think if we make the miss the playoffs, that would be a failure. I mean, nine teams make it. You have Messi. You have Messi. You have the greatest player in the world. And you cannot understate how much that's going. Like, like that's what people care about. Like, you get sucked yeah. for the rest of this year. It's not going to matter. He's going to be playing yeah. next year. He's getting himself ingratiated in the community. And people are just going to rally behind this team. 
Like people are going to buy tickets. People are going oh, to buy sure. prices. It is going to be. It's going like, to be a circus. Thought it, he thought it was nuts when LeBron joined the Miami Heat. Oh, this you is, people this is weren't a million times more. more than that. This is a million times more than that. It, it's going to be all the way from Jacksonville down to Miami. I mean, he, even you know, you go down to Orlando. You're probably going to poach some of that market because there's more of an identity, that South American identity there than yeah. there is, you know, with Orlando City right now, in my opinion. Like you're going to, you know, kind of, I think, poach, I think, obviously there's diehard Orlando fans that are never going to leave, right? But the people that five are- Five of them. The, 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 <laughs> the hardcore soccer fans that don't watch MLS, that know that Messi's going to Miami, but live in the Orlando area, are still probably going to pick Miami. Oh, I'm t I, I saw Orlando people on Twitter putting up. We better not see anybody on the wall wearing messy jerseys. But, oh no, forget it. Those guys are the most sour of them all. Oh, sour there, patch there's, kids. There's some out sour there. people. There's some sour people little out right Robinson, now. Sorry. That's what it is now. You're their little brother. It's little. Their little brother now. You guys they, are. The they've, they've been little brother. I, I think. I here's the other thing. I think this will grow. Here's a hot take. I think this will grow in so much in popularity that I think you'll get a third team in Florida. Tampa? Because Messi, I think Messi will drive so much business to Florida in general, you know, with Miami. I think somebody else is going to see that and they're going to try to put a team in Tampa. I could actually hmm. see that happening, a Tampa team. Yeah. Hmm. I consider that, maybe. That, that I can see happening in 10 years. That's a if steamy take. If this league expands to 40 teams, like some people have been saying, then for sure we have to go pro-reg because I mean, there's too many teams. Up. Yeah, because too many teams. And they keep saying this city, that city, San Diego, well, uh, I, Las I, Vegas. It's like, Jesus. I, I don't know if you'll get pro-rel because I don't know if you can convince a billionaire in America to do that. But I do think you if will. You 40 teams, you have to. No, I think you're going to regionalize it. I think you'll regionalize it where you'll have the Northeast – You'll have the Southeast region, which will be Charlotte, Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, and then maybe another Florida team. Yeah. Um, you know, the Northeast would be D.C., Philadelphia, the two New York teams, and the Revolution. That's a lot um, of teams, though. But I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you're already building out that Southwest region, too. You know, Texas is all pretty much accounted for between Austin, Houston, Dallas, Dallas. Now you add in, you know, you, you throw in Kansas City. San Diego. You, uh, San Diego. Real yeah, Real yeah. Salt Lake. No, Real Salt Lake. You have your, you'll have your Pacific Division, right? Which is San Diego, LAFC, LA Galaxy. You know, Tim. You know, probably that whole West Coastline, right? The coastline yeah. of, of the West. And and I think Sean basically just explained more or less what you're saying. If 40 teams, we will do what Brazil does and have a state region champ that play in a league format playoff. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think that's more or less what, what yeah. Tommy was was saying. Yeah. And then, uh, Tommy, last question for you. Uh, and it comes here from Carlos. It's not he didn't ask the question, but I, I'm kind of curious. Carlos thinks that it's going to take the rest of the season for, Gessie, for Messi to adjust to the league and for players to adapt next year until Miami goes big. Now, I know a, a lot of players that come from Europe have had a hard time adjusting. One, travel is difficult Two, they'll be playing in 90 degree Miami weather today. Then they'll go play in Denver in the 20 mile 
uh, altitude, and then they'll go play in Seattle where it's freezing cold, and then come back to Miami to play in 90-degree weather. So it's definitely an adjustment. How long do you think it might take Messi to adjust? Well, if he's not playing in New England because of the turf, he's sure as shit not going to play in Seattle because of the turf. Yeah. Well, this is true. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, don't gonna, to weather, but yes, that's true. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, traveling MLS is terrible, but it's he he's gonna have first class accommodations for that for this stuff. I like I, I like it's going to be like you know what like when like these these teams from England get on their uh, these Air Emirate planes and it's like two levels and they got the beds and that's yeah, Miami's gonna start looking like a team from England at some point just because there's yes. so much money being thrown into this thing. It's gonna look ridiculous. Like. I truly think Miami will transform to this whole new, you know, Death Star. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be what you know the, what the Yankees are. It's just all this money's coming in. Um, but I'm excited. I, I, so I I think from that standpoint, the travel will be fine. The speed of play, it's something, but you know, there's a lot of South American flavor here, right? Because mm-hmm. across the league in general. You know, it's more of a, a league of speed and, you know, it's not necessarily hard tackles. Um, you know, it's, it's our team alone has like four Argentinians already. Yeah. So you're, so you're talking about a, a league that I think more resembles the style of play in the world that Messi's used to, mm-hmm. um, to some degree, you know, I obviously spent a lot of his life at Barcelona, but you know, a lot of players that he's played with, you know, they come from Brazil's, you know, they come from all, they come from this region of the world. So I think he'll be used to it to some degree. I think it's the, the atmospheres, I think will actually be, will be something for him because I think the atmospheres will be like something we've never seen before. And I think obviously it's crazy in La Liga, but in France, but think about the separation between the fans in those big stadiums between La Liga and in and and in and in and in uh, League One. Like Messi's going to be, people are going to be on top of Messi in these stadiums, in, like Austin. Yeah. And so, so I think that is, I think that might be a little startling for him at first because I think it's going to be so <laughs> loud. And I think it's going to be so. These environments are going to be like nothing we've seen before. Nothing. Yeah. Because we didn't have soccer stadiums, soccer-specific stadiums back in 2008, uh, 2009, 15 years ago. We just we didn't have what we have now, which is why this is bigger than the Beckham deal. Yeah. This is this, and, this and, blows them out of the water. And, and to that point, uh, Mr. Krabs said, what if Messi gets loaned to Barcelona in the offseason because Beckham got – Launched in the offseason to AC Milan. Like like Tommy was saying, this is a different time. Not, that, that's not happening anymore. Um, I do want to say one thing. They need to figure out to get that freaking thing in Hard Rock Stadium. Cannot play this thing in Fort Lauderdale. It's a bad idea. Well, they're going to do it this season. I think for next season, they, they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah. But for this season, it can't. Uh, like UM plays their first game of the right. season yeah. on Saturday, September 9th. And Miami has a home game September 9th. Like it, it's already co- co- conflicting. July 21st, when he's supposed to make his debut, the Rolling Lounge Festival is going to be down here that weekend. Like it, it's, it's not going to work this season. Well, and one thing I want to mention because t- you talked a little bit about the proximity, Tommy. If you were to see the walkway between where the players are 
and to the stadium, there's no gates, no security. You can literally run up to a person and just grab them, do whatever. The the proximity from our seats alone, I mean, they're right there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a super super suspect for sure. It's gonna be wild. Well, it's our gonna... our backup goalie Nick Marsman was out at the Heat game yesterday, and he gave an interview, and he said, "Inter Miami's not ready for Messi. No. They don't have enough security. They don't have the the, the necessary uh, things in place right now to to have a player like Messi." But he shouldn't debut till July twenty first. So they have what like five or six weeks to figure it out. So let's see how it goes. Um, I guess we'll leave it off with predictions. Tommy, how much are you guys beating us by on Saturday? Five nothing. <laughs> I think I Chris, I think that was in response to my Molly whopping uh that was start to that start was. to the episode. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? What are you thinking about this weekend? What do you think? Yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna take like a two two one loss. That's I what know. I think is gonna happen. I, a two one um, loss, I could see that. I, we don't score. We don't score much on on the road, and uh, I just I, I'm with you. I I don't even know if we score. I, I'm gonna say three one. I'm gonna give us one just because who knows? Maybe we'll get one. So I'm gonna say three one New England. I I don't think that there's any hope now. If we lose though, I think that that gets announced on Monday. I think that the Martino gets announced like on Monday. Let's say if we lose, if we win. Maybe also Monday, but I think if we lose, all of a sudden it makes it a lot easier to say, hey, thank you, Javi, for your services. You can go back to messing with the academy guys. We're bringing in Tata. That, that's what I think is going to happen. You were going to mention something, Tommy? No, I forget it now. It's been a oh. I, I want to do this more, though. <laughs> now with the Messi era. I want to harass yes. all the people in Miami now. I want to be a nightmare for <laughs> South Florida. <laughs> well, if you want to follow... Um, Tommy, and make fun of him every time Miami does well and Messi scores a goal. Where could they follow you at, Tommy, so they can make fun of you throughout the season? At Tommy Quinlan underscore IV. That is how you follow me. Got it. So you heard that. Go ahead, follow him, make fun of him, because you just should. So, All right, Chris, anything <laughs> else for the people? Thank you, Tommy, two-time for making it a two-time with us. Yes, our first two-time opposing podcaster on the show, Tommy Two-Time. What an appropriate name! Podcast is fun. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Anything else, Chris? No, we're good, man. Saturday coming up, and then Tata. And then Tata. Yeah, I'm telling you, win or loss, I think Tata's going to get announced during the international break. Uh, But we'll see. I think if it's a loss, it gets a little quicker. And I got my goat shirt ready. Saturday, batteredfans.com. Yeah, can, can I buy one of those from you? Yes, starting Saturday, batteredfans.com. I'm gonna send out the link on Twitter on Saturday once the website goes live. I got yeah. you. I got I got plenty of messy stuff for you if you if that's what you're looking for. I, 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 I wear the messy I, I, don't hate I, the messy deal. <laughs> I just think you guys are now LAFC East, and you know now you are you're, better than LAFC. Now you're the favorite kid all of a sudden. Now all of a sudden you got all the great grades, and mom and dad love you more than anybody. Hang tight after the show, so that way you could see the the other shirt that Danny wore yesterday. All right. So for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining us in the chat. As always, we appreciate you and your comments. And those of you listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, and give us the five stars on the audio platforms. And we will be back on – well, actually, I don't know if we're going to come back Saturday night after the game or if it will be Monday – 
Chris might have a guest on the show. I will be out of town. I'll be in Orlando. So, again, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, and Matthew, thank you for showing up at the very end. We were looking for you earlier for, for some money news, but I guess it's too late now, Matt. Thank you for joining, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace.